Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. On October 19, 1984, three members of Poland's secret police arrived at Father Jerzy Papiuszko's uh, door. Uh, he knew this day might be coming. Um, he had been speaking out uh, in defense of the trade union solidarity and of the solidarity of the Polish people uh, in their Catholic faith. Uh, who's going to define what it means to be uh, a, a faithful Pole? Is the Communist Party going to uh, have that power of definition? Or is the church going to uh, be the source of our identity? Uh, over hours, Father Jersey was beaten to death, dumped into a river. And you have to ask yourself, why was the Communist Party in Poland so afraid of this man, who was not in any way a revolutionary uh, in the classic sense? My guest, Dr. Paul Kengor has studied these things uh, at great length. He's professor of political science at Grove City College in Grove City, Pennsylvania. His books include A Pope and a President, uh, also The Divine Plan and the Politically Incorrect Guide to Communism, The Devil and Karl Marx. Uh, Paul, your list of books just seems to get longer every time I talk to you, man. Well, that's what my wife says, too, Al. You know, it just seems to. That's great. At one point... At one point, it was about the same as the number of kids, but now I think I've doubled that. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but but if people ask me how I write so much. It's 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 therapy in part yeah. to um, deal with the craziness in the modern world, and also with cases like Father Jersey Papa Yushko. It's to it's to get these truths out yeah. there that that people need to know, and that Catholics especially need to know, and. To, yeah. I think we should really um, take comfort in and take inspiration from. Yeah, it's it is an extraordinary story. I when I visited Poland, I went uh, to his grave, and um, he there's a there he's really held in such high esteem among the Polish people. What what can you tell me about him as a uh, personality? Yeah, he, he, well, he was he was a very strong individual, strong character. So small, small in stature, physically small. Mm-hmm. He became he was young too. He became chaplain of the Solidarity Movement when it was first recognized in 1980. He was only 33 years old. Yeah. He was um, you know kind of slight build and and uh, and and as well physically. I mean, he had um addison's disease which is what president john f kennedy had as well and that could be very yeah it could be very debilitating he also suffered from anxiety which which no doubt was because he knew all the time that he was under surveillance that he was being hounded he was being followed and he knew too what what these guys were capable of in fact by the time of his death in 1984 he, like everybody else in Poland, knew that back in May 13, 1981, feast day of Our Lady of Fatima, when, when the most famous Polish priest, Pope John Paul II, mm-hmm. was, was targeted for, for death. The communists tried to kill him, and, right. and everyone in Poland suspected that the Soviets were behind that. So there had been slowly, steadily, and then increasingly, much more frequently, all kinds of threats at Father Jersey, throwing things through the window of his apartment, leaving notes, and he knew it was only a matter matter of time before they grabbed him. Yeah. And they did on October nineteenth, nineteen eighty four. They they 
beat them up, pummeled them, beat them up you know, badly, tied them up, put them in a put them in a sack, put them in put them in the back of the the trunk of the automobile. These are three people from the Polish secret police. Put them in the back of this trunk, and then somehow at a stop at some place, he managed to kick the trunk open, jump out, start hopping away, yelling as loud as he could, "Help me! Help me!" And they they ran him down, grabbed him, started beating him again, and taped his mouth shut, taped a bag around his head, gagged him so he couldn't speak. And, and one of the one of the three uh, communist secret police it just just he said, "I don't even know what got into me. Something just just like took me over." Wow! Right? This this kind of channeled hatred. The the other two police sort of watched in awe as as their friend just flailed away at, at Father Jersey, pummeling him, beating him to death, which they did, and then they took him, tied a couple 25-pound weights around each foot, and dropped him off a bridge into the Vistula River. That's the, the famous river in Poland where the miracle at the Vistula happened mm-hmm. in 1920, when the, when the Poles resisted, at that point, Lenin and the Bolsheviks and stopped communism from coming to Eastern Europe almost three decades before Wood later in the late 1940s. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, they dropped him in the water, and then his he didn't show up for Mass the next morning, which everybody at that church knew. He, never, he, he was never late. He would never fail to show up for Mass. And right away they suspected something was going on. And over the course of about two weeks, while the whole country was wondering what happened to him, what happened to him, what happened to him, they eventually fished him out of the river on October 30th, 11 days later. And his body probably wouldn't have been recognizable if not for his priestly garments that he was wearing and, and his occupation card, which, um, which listed him as a priest. And by the way, the, the, the communist police, when they saw that, they laughed, Al. Mm. They, they said, uh, occupation, priest, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, that's an occupation? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, but that's how that's how they treated religion, and that's what they did to Father Jersey. It's amazing uh, that as beloved as he was, and as well known and as po- popular as he was, that there was no uh, immediate uh, uprising or violence uh, done. Um, he, I know, was a man who urged peace, so he must have been internalized by. You know, I, I mean, he had he had audiences of what, uh, fifteen, twenty thousand. He did. Yeah, he had these these massive you know, masses for the fatherland, as they were called. Yeah, prayer groups, which, by the way, the communists called hate seances. Hate <laughs> seances, right? <laughs> which, um, which I, I I could see the kind of radical uh, progressive secular left in the United States using this kind of language toward us. Yeah, some yeah sure. You know, in fact, they um, you know they they refer to religious people and religious groups that that support traditional marriage as hate groups. Right. You know, they've done that to the Family Research Council and other groups. Yep. Right? Yep. That's true. So hate seances. That's what that's what they would call them. And these were these were giant gatherings, and, and yeah, it's, it's it's a good point. Why didn't people rise up? Well, the main reason is that the the communist state had so had so completely suppressed the, the populace, had literally disarmed them. 
they, they didn't they didn't have weapons mm-hmm. that they could have mm-hmm. rose up and fought with. You know, this kind of repression had been going on at that point for uh, at least forty years since the Soviets came in. Well, actually, the Soviets had been in Poland since 1939. It was it was the Hitler-Stalin pact. The, the Germans invaded Poland from the west on September 1st, 1939, and then the Soviets came into Poland from the east on September 17th, 1939. So they had been under totalitarianism from the Nazis and the Soviets all those years. So maybe they would have fought back if they could have, but also I, I, I like to think, and this is perhaps a higher way of looking at it, that they were following Father Jersey's example, right. which was, uh, yeah, and here I would say very much like Martin Luther King Jr. in the United States, yep. right? Peaceful, yep. civil disobedience, mm-hmm. prayer vigils, gathering people together, and you don't, you don't resort to arms. And that, that's often frustrating to people. But people want to rise up and do something right away. But in the long term, I mean, there's five years after this in 1989, that Poland was holding free and fair elections, and, and the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. And I think Father Jersey probably had more than something to do to do with that. In the article you wrote for the National Catholic Register, uh, you mentioned the vandalizing of a um, uh, statue of Blessed Jersey. Uh, where did this happen? Yeah, it's really awful. So it was on May 3rd, uh, which is Polish Constitution Day, and in the McCarran Park section of Brooklyn, which is which is a a very um, heavily populated uh, Polish immigrant community. In fact, like one out of five people in that surrounding area speak Polish as their native language. The, the statue was put up, I believe, 1990, and I should point out it had been desecrated before. Mm-hmm. In fact, they had to clean it up, fix it, rededicate it a couple years after that. But on this past May third. Garbage was thrown all around the base of it. No polish was scratched on the on the plaque, the marble outside of it. And I find this Al kind of chilling. Yeah. They 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 taped a they taped a, a garbage bag. They bound a garbage bag over Father Jersey's head, which whether they know it or not, maybe they do. That that's what happened to him on that date in October nineteenth, nineteen eighty four. Wow. His which, is, by the way, is his feast day. It, it now is his feast day. Right. But a, a bag had been bound over his head. They did that to the statue, and it oh. really upset the people in that community. I and can imagine um, because it yeah, it, yeah. it seems as though they knew what they were doing. Right. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. And I wonder too if if it's um, depending if it if it could be a sort of far left ideological group. I mentioned in the article that on the hundredth anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution, a bunch of leftist student protesters. I don't know if they were Antifa. I don't know which group exactly did it, but but it was a group of about a dozen of them showed up at the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation monument on Capitol Hill in D.C. Hmm. and took a photograph of themselves giving the middle finger wow. to, to, to a monument memorializing 100 million victims of communism. Gee. And the, so that, you know, that's how they responded to it, right? Good so could this be the same kind of group or sentiment? I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, uh, we've got about a minute left, Paul. He... Um, 
again, quickly became, uh, it already was a national hero, but uh, this also speaks to his, his martyrdom speaks to his sanctity as well. Uh, how long after his death uh, did we see the, the communists uh, driven out of Poland? Yeah, pretty quickly. And both Pope John Paul II and Ronald Reagan personally issued press releases, statements at the time of his death, right, mm-hmm. saying that, that he will not die in vain. And so it was within five years of this that Poland was holding free and fair elections, and the Berlin Wall came down yeah. October, November 1989, well, and five years later. Paul, thanks so much. Wonderful talking with you. Thanks, Al. Anytime. And thank you for talking about this. Blessed Jersey Papiushko. One, this is one figure that we really should spend time telling others about. He's not nearly as well known in the U.S. as he ought to be. Uh, a great Catholic hero. 